Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. This is the 39th dose, and it's called Sunny Samhain. I, my name is Lindsay Celeste, and I'm making this podcast because I want to tell you about some of the magic that I've discovered in my everyday existence. And by magic, I mean the things that delight me, surprise me, help me, uh, the things that feel mystical and amazing, and how I experience those in the physical, my body, the stuff around me kind of world. I'm fascinated by the intersection between our physical experience and our spiritual and emotional experience. And so I talk about that on this podcast. And I'm making this particular one because today feels like the day. It's been a while. I've had a lot on my mind and a lot happening. And today is Halloween in the northern, or Samhain in the northern hemisphere. It's a, uh, that's the pagan name for this time of year. And in the southern hemisphere, you'd be celebrating Beltane, uh, the midway point before summer. Uh, and in the northern hemisphere, we're in between fall equinox and winter. And yeah, so this is a little bit of a catch-up episode, telling you a little bit about what's going on for me, and a few thoughts scattered in there. It may be a scattered episode because I'm feeling uh, like really um, busy, like buzzy. Um, it would even... It might be called like a mild mania. And my boyfriend this morning was like, I'm really glad that when you're feeling just a little bit of mania, you don't like go buy cars or gamble. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm someone that experiences um, like a wide range of states of being. And I uh, sometimes I'm very slow and quiet and very low energy and sometimes I'm more like busy and outward and high energy and I think I I most enjoy the experience in the middle like when I'm calm and collected and grounded and happy uh, and I find the other ends of the spectrum they give perspective and variety and interest to my life, and sometimes they're a little bit harder to work with. So the last, well, actually, a few weeks ago, I had a really strong bout of anger, like raging anger. It felt like my blood was boiling, and I didn't record a podcast that week. I thought about it. I thought about trying to talk about how I was feeling in the moment, but that seemed dangerous. Because I, I realized that I haven't, I haven't had many examples of constructive things to do when I'm feeling angry. Maybe particularly as a woman, uh, it was a lot safer for me as a kid to be sad. And I think a lot of what might have been anger um, turned into sadness for me because sadness was safer and more acceptable. And... So I didn't, I I wasn't angry. I probably was, but I didn't know that that was the feeling because it morphed into sadness. And I noticed that as I get older and have more ability to kind of hold my own emotional awareness, that I 
I can actually feel anger now. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a big feeling. And when I allow some space for it, it can just be like almost overwhelming. It felt like I was just about not going to be able to keep functioning as far as like being nice to people. Um, Because I was so angry. And this had like, it had a catalyst that I could identify uh, as far as something going on in my country that I'm upset about. uh, That I got sort of like a detailed news about on a particular day. But it grew from like that email to a larger sense of like anger. Anger about things that have happened in my past, things that are happening now anger at society it feels like it just like grows out like tentacles into like back and forward in time and across scope of society um and almost like my anger is like scanning for something to be it's to latch onto as the thing it could identify to fight um and so being like polite I have a kind of a customer service type job and being polite to people was so difficult like I the dialogue in my head towards the people I was trying to serve was not nice (laughs) not because they had particularly done anything mean they were just you know this this boiling anger at what is troublesome in society it's like they became part of that. Uh, so I wondered about like calling into work. It wasn't like calling in sick, but like calling in angry and being like, I'm not, it's not safe for me to work today. <laughs> like I'm going, I'm a liability. And thankfully the, the crux of those anger days were over my three day weekend. And by the time Tuesday, my first work day rolled around, uh, I felt calm enough to go to work and, there was a gracious lineup of people that day that um, I enjoyed talking to. And I, I puzzle over, you know, what helps that anger shift? Uh, I think time. Maybe there's something hormonal. Maybe there's something astrological. Maybe there's something weather going on. Um, declaring how I felt to safe people was helpful. Going to my friend's place and playing a drum set was helpful. Uh yeah, and I I don't actually want to, like, I don't want to get rid of that anger. It feels like I just need to learn how to work with it and, um, like, metabolize it, like, digest it so that I end up with nutrients of something, like, useful for how I, how I will be in the world. Um, and I, I realized I'm under-practiced when it comes to anger. <laughs> um... Yeah, and then this week, I feel really, like, there's been so many opportunities coming my way. I have, like, many, um, what's the phrase, like, irons in the fire? I have many projects on the go. Um, I have my, like, regular, quote, part-time job, where I manage a chiropractor's office, and then I have this studio, which some of you know about or have seen on Instagram or in person, um... And it's like a creative space and I also offer massages and some consulting and some sewing and 
then there was this other opportunity this week to help clear out an like an estate house, which factors into my um my offer to help people like downsize or clear out and like it's dealing with the physical stuff that comes with emotional transitions. Those are just some of the things that I've got going. I'm making these tarot cards. Like it feels like I have so many projects that I'm excited about. This podcast, which I haven't done in a while because of all this other stuff. And I'm just sort of like amazed at all these opportunities and filtering through like which ones do I want to say yes to, say no to. Um, yeah, it's, it feels like a wave of opportunity right now. And so it's, yeah, it's like a buzzy, busy feeling. And then also, uh, you may be familiar with this idea in kind of like pagan lore and understanding that this time of year around Samhain, around Halloween, uh, is considered a time when the veil between worlds is thinner. So, um, yeah, that the, there's like easier contact with the other side. And I don't have a clear sense of what that other side is, of how how I'm in connection with my ancestors or with the future or with um, people around me who've died. I don't really have a clear sense of that, but I do have a sense that there's worlds that are, and like layers of existence and reality that are different than the one that I like eat and, I was going to say eat and sleep, but I think in sleep and dreams we enter another world. So that different realms than the one that I like bought this skirt in yesterday um and so at this time of year it feels like the the veils or the layers between those worlds are thinner so it's like a little bit kind of like mushier or more fading in and out um and I identify with this I think that it's like a liminal time of year season wise like it's it's really sunny today but it was frosty this morning I'm wearing my winter boots but I don't have gloves on. Like it's almost sounds like somebody's mowing their lawn. You might be able to hear that sound. Um, but there's leaves all over the ground. So it's sort of like the veil between seasons is, is thin where it's like one foot here, one foot there. And as it's darkening here in the Northern hemisphere, it feels like, like candlelight is starting to come. And that inward, like winter hibernation, which is, it's like a death of sorts. Everything around is is quieting is dying and so I do feel that awareness of of the darkness of the element of death and and also getting this opportunity to help clear out an estate um, at this time of year is really interesting so I'm I am tasked with cleaning uh, a woman's house who recently passed away and her family has sorted through what they want and now there's a lot more physical things to deal with and that's where I come in and so it's really an interesting role because I'm dealing with things that were precious to her to someone I've never met um, and now I'm I'm the one tasked with processing them and giving some of the way some of them away throwing some of them out and like it feels like kind of the perfect thing to be up to in this thin veil time of year where 
I'm like really close and intimate with her things and I've never met her. And so death is like, it's the reason why I'm there. And it's also not really present because I didn't know her, but, but I'm dealing with death still. And, and with these objects who the story of them, of why they're precious has now died. So all these objects are going through a transformation from like one person's story to another's. Um, and like, they're all shifting and I'm somebody who kind of, I guess it's a bit of an animist perspective of seeing like a, a character in physical objects. And so I feel in that house, this, um, the shift that's happening for all the things they're physically shifting and they're going to have a new story. Now, some of them are going to die. They're going to go to the dump and decompose. Some of them are going to go to the thrift store and, and get appreciated by somebody new. Some things went back with her family and whatever realm she's entered after death, she doesn't need any of the physical things anymore. If they if she's like disappeared completely or if she's a spirit or I don't know what happens, but it's clear that she's like not wearing any of the clothes in her closet anymore. Um, she doesn't need like a baking dish. Um, so I, I noticed that even when I'm not at that house, I'm thinking about that experience a lot and like it's occupying some of my mind, both the logistics of like, where am I going to go pick up boxes to deal, like to pack up this stuff and like which thrift stores are open when, and and also just the the proximity to death in in an interesting way and the perspective that it brings to you know my objects to the things that i choose to be to have as precious now and you know most of them are just precious to me a few of them other people might appreciate but most of my stuff will like will die with me um i also asked a firefighter today uh, like what's a fireproof container I started thinking about the cash that I have and feeling like all of a sudden I needed to make sure it was like fireproof and I didn't it feel it felt like a like a sampane kind of thing to worry about <laughs> like there's just this a bit of like a death fire edge right now um I didn't sleep hardly at all last night I was just wide awake and like buzzy in my body and I felt this like um, almost like I was just flying around elsewhere uh, like back and forward through time of my own memories and um, different people I've cared about and like where am I now and like as if time feels like not very solid right now like it feels it feels like I need like rocks tied to my feet or else I might just kind of fly away to like many years ago or I might become an old woman like instantly like there's this odd um yeah flightiness of time right now uh so but my boyfriend and I carved pumpkins this morning and that was really grounding like the texture of scooping out seeds and making a face and I thought this is such a great tradition I don't know how widespread it is in the world but here in Canada we carve jack-o'-lanterns like we carve pumpkins with faces and put a candle in them put them out 
uh, on display on Halloween. And it's kind of an invitation for trick-or-treaters if you live in, in town here. I live very... There's no neighbors or not many close by. So it will just be my own kind of symbol. And it feels like a like an acknowledgement of, of um, this liminal time. I want, I don't know where it originated. I know that usually I carve like happy looking jack-o'-lanterns. This year I also carved a tiny one and I deviated a bit and made a little bit of a scary face. It was funny because as we were carving the jack-o'-lanterns, uh, we were both looking at the faces we carved and we're like, hmm, these, I think these might be like really similar to the ones we did last year. Sure enough, we like looked back at the photo after we'd carved this year's, and both of us had managed to carve like a very similar face. It was like mine had like a lopsided smile, and it was a little bit like quirky, the same sided lopsided smile, and his was like a, a same style of like scary jagged mouth. <laughs> and it's like I don't know what that, what kind of um like Rostrader chest test that is of like the subliminalness but we managed to carve very similar jack lanterns two years in a row and then I deviated and also made a little one that has a scary face which felt like progress like um maybe that's some of that like anger or dark side of me finally allowed to come out in a pumpkin face because my childhood didn't include scary pumpkins um yeah so that feels like progress and it was grounding to touch the textures of the seeds and the the pulp inside and scrape it out. Yeah, and I I feel like I need a lot of those kind of like physical body sensations right now because it feels like so much is happening in my mind. And I think that's a state that a lot of people live in a lot of the time where like most of the activity of their awareness is in their brain around like logistics and details and thoughts. And when mine gets out of balance, like it has been, it makes me realize how often I have a lot of body awareness and a lot of like grounded experience. I made a podcast quite a ways back called Grounded or Grounding, um, where I talk about some of the techniques I use for that. If you're interested, you can listen to it if you haven't already, or you can listen to it again. Um, yeah, but I feel like I need, maybe I need to listen to it. <laughs> I need some of those right now. Um, because I want to keep being able to, you know, explore these opportunities that are coming towards me and, uh, and meet them in a, in a grounded, like not super spacey way. Um, yeah. And I also want to be able to explore what, what lessons there might be from this time of year with the, with the thin veil. And... So I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, thank you for your patience in waiting for another podcast. If you were wondering where I'd been, here I am, I'm back. <laughs> and um, I do strive to do these every week, but I also, I guess the desire on top of that that trumps it is to have them be, um, like come from a place that feels good and that feels um, not really like obligatory for me because... Um, I want them to be friendly. <laughs> like, I want to want to do them. And I think you'll get a better result that'll be more pleasant to listen to. <laughs> so I waited for that moment, which is now. And uh, <clears throat> I hope that wherever you are, 
however you're celebrating or have celebrated this um, Samhain Beltane liminal season that um, yeah you find some it's not comfort it's like uh, I guess the, the image is like a spider a spider is like one of the symbols of Halloween and it's also kind of like an ancestor weaving web kind of uh, creature and image so I hope that you have some kind of like uh, web weaving feelings where like things are connecting and they're beautiful and they're surprising and maybe you catch something in it um, so I hope that it feels like there's some webs weaving for you this time of year and that that in your real world whatever layer of the real you're you're feeling that that brings some magic into it and that's all for now bye